team for helping me with that song. Hallelujah. Thank you, Dami. God bless you always. Amen. Amen. The word I want to speak to us today, the word the Lord wants to speak to us today is simply titled Commitment. Commitment. The Lord is looking for people whose hearts will be stayed on him, who will be committed to him no matter what. So the title of my, of my message is Be Committed. It's a, it's a season of instruction. He's giving us a word that we will soar. But if you look at the verse, before soaring, it says those who wait. Those who wait. Those who wait. Linked to that word wait is also commitment. You are devoted. You are patient. You are persistent. God is looking for those who will be committed. Commitment also means dedication. Those are synonyms, loyalty, faithfulness, allegiance to something. There's a, we see many stories of people who are committed in the scriptures. And one thing we see that when you stay committed, it takes the grace of God. It takes the help of the Holy Spirit. What comes when you stay committed? God rewards your commitment. I started reading through the book of Luke during this um, Advent season, and I was just struck by the life of Simeon and Anna. Old people, they were just committed to see the promise of God fulfilled. So commitment is for everyone, young, old, male, female, Jew, Gentile, black, white, brown, whatever shade. We need to be committed to God. That's what he's saying to us this morning. In Luke 2, verse 25 to 30, so we won't read, but Bible says, Simeon, he was a devout man. He didn't really tell us if he was a priest or he has any role in the church. But one, the way it was described, he was a devout man. Waiting, see that word, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And when Joseph and Mary brought Jesus for dedication, he was full of joy. He said, God, your promise has come to pass. Now my soul can rest. Now take me because I have waited to see your promise that consolation of Israel will come. Commitment. He was a devout man, man. That same chapter also talks about a woman that I love so much, Prophet Anna. In these days, she'll be one of the mothers of the church, Mama Anna. Luke 2, 36 Truth 37 says this about her. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Penuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was very old. She had lived with her husband seven years after marriage, and then she was widowed until she was 84. She never left the temple, but worshipped night and day, fasting and praying, commitment. Even in the face of adversity, she was 84 years old. If she married at 17, 
Our husband died at seven, after seven years, maybe 24. So for 60 years, she was committed to God. There is no excuse. Even in the face of adversity, God wants our commitments. This word is under attack or maybe not attack, maybe a very strong word, but it's not encouraged when we look at the system of our world. Commitment is not encouraged for the most time. It's not really rewarded. Back in the days, it used to be when you want to get a job, you stay there 25 years, 35 years, because you have pension, you have stock options. But now, companies don't offer that anymore. And it's more rewarding to actually change jobs. So if you want to stay in a job, it's like, what are you doing here? I've been at my job for 20 years, and recently my kids were like, Mommy, when are you going to switch working at the same place? And they just let me be, you know. But like, even my kids were like trying to challenge me that you need to switch. I said, I have another job already. I have another assignment, so, which is to the people of God. Because they know, they see the trend. And I just have a few statistics I'll just share. You know, when it comes to job, successful people change job every three to five years. Like, you just have to... I remember when my husband was still working, I, it was like every three, four years, this man is changing jobs. I'm like, okay. You know, you are wired that way. God wired some people to, just to be, you know, they get bored easily. But it's also actually how you can really rise. So the word system does not reward you just staying there. Like, you know, you need to shift. You need to move. Even with housing, I'm sure when you think back, a lot of you, you probably, the, the house you were, the house you lived from your teenage years, that's where you grew up, you know. That's where your family stayed. You stayed put, but not anymore. You know, you have to be on the move just to show us that, the need to change, you can't be, you know, be in the same place, is not really encouraged. And that's the challenge we are dealing with because this has now come into how we relate with our God. An average American family moves every five years. Average person in the U.S. is expected to move 11 times in their lifetime. Got to move, got to move. Texas is calling, Georgia is calling, New Jersey is calling too. <laughs> New Jersey is calling, amen. Because we are here, New Jersey is a blessed place, amen. Amen. Usually, a lot of the moving happens between the age of 18 to 40. So just to show that that's the style. And also now, even in marriage, unfortunately, the average length of marriage in the U.S. is seven to eight years. It's sad. Can you imagine? Seven to eight years is the average. I mean, there's people, there's more, but when they take a pool of married people and they do an average, most people stay in their marriage seven to eight years. That is huge. That is huge. So God is calling us to a place of commitment. Even in friendship, um, back is, you know, before people, their high school friends, they stay forever. But because we move around a lot, then, you know, you don't have consistent friends 
or even the what draws people to friendship is not like is not something solid it's not something concrete it's more about the trend the fad oh we have the same hairstyle we like the same designer those are you know things that, that they're not strong god what commitment needs something stronger and god is calling us even when it comes to friendship the millennials the millennials are people between the age of 26 to 41. We have a lot. Agape is the church of millennials. I, I, I'm sure if we take a poll, probably 50% of Agapians are millennials. Um, generation Y. I'm generation X, so I, I, I'm not in the millennial group, but they're an amazing group. They are really an amazing group. They were the ones that really were raised in the internet age, and they had... They've been, they've been known to be the most, the most lonely group because most of the things they learned was just to be on the internet. Is, that was a time when Facebook, they, they grew up in, in the time of Facebook. There was another one before Facebook that college kids used to... MySpace? Yeah. So, that's, so the millennials are just... They, they, they may have 20 friends. Tw no, sorry, 2,000 friends, but they're all e-friends. Like, is it e-friends? Yeah. So... There's no commitment. There's no commitment. And that's why even with that generation, and you know, a lot of them, takes, it takes longer to be married because there's no commitment avenue for friendships. So that's the world system we live in. But today, God wants to remind us that when it comes to the kingdom and how we deal with him, commitment is necessary. God wants us to be committed with family even our extended family. We, it's so sad that when we think of holiday season, Thanksgiving gathering, people start having anxiety. I don't want to see that auntie. That auntie that will be questioning me. Thank God for aunties that will question you. You know, there was a talk during the weekend. Somebody was texting me, oh, did you hear a, a, a talk about people that, you know, they, 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 they're always probing into your life. And I was like, yes, it was a good talk. It was by a woman of God saying that, you know, when they love you, when they know you, don't run away. You know, don't run away from the church aunties, the church uncles. So long they are full of the spirit, they love you, and God has placed them in your life. So we need to be committed in our church. That is important. Church is a crucial community for our spiritual and emotional well-being. People are no longer committed to church community. We need to bring that back, Agape House. It's time to return. What other area is God asking us to be committed? In our parenting. Parenting is not just to give the, you know, the food, shelter, clothing, basic needs of life that, that we, you know, society tells us, but even to the spiritual well-being of your children. Parenting, we need to be committed. Pray for your children. Be emotionally connected to your children. Listen to them. Parenting needs commitment, and God wants, to, God wants us to be committed in that area. I believe the Holy Spirit is speaking to us here as we are listening. Because there is a reward for commitment. So he wants us to be committed to family, your nuclear family, husband and wife. Be committed to one another. Don't just always, the only time you really ask or talk to your wife is when you need something, when you need a bill to be paid. Pray for your spouse. You know, just be there. Be present. It takes devotion. It takes humility. It takes selflessness. 
Yes, you've worked a long day, you're a little overwhelmed, but when you get home, pause. Even, even children, you know, pause, ask your parents, how was your day? My, my kids actually do that. And sometimes I'm like, what? I don't want to talk about my day, just leave me alone. But I'm, I, I, it's, it's really, I look forward to hearing them say, mom, how was your day? You know, it's always very encouraging. Just know that, you know, someone is thinking of you. So even our serving, we need to be committed. Agape House needs more hands. The harvest is plenty, but the laborers are few. You saw Sister Grace came up here, you know, she's part of Outreach Ministry. And there's so many examples like Sister Grace and Brafola. She's in choir. She's a children's teacher. She's the mother of three. She runs her own business. She's she also a full-time employee. I don't know how she does it. But this is a challenge to everyone here. We need you to be committed to this house. A lot of people are stretched. A lot of our workers are stretched. There's no need for some, one person to be in. Yes, God gives the grace and the ability. But sometimes they have to carry four ministries. Because some of us are sitting thinking that I will do it tomorrow. Oh, I don't. Be committed. There is a reward for commitment. Amen. So let's be committed. In our workplace, commitment. God gave you that job. Let's be committed. Now that we can work from home, a lot of people are being greedy and you're taking two jobs, three jobs. Please, be committed. They are laughing. It's okay, take the two. No, if you, are, if you are able to do it, because I believe this is an open door that God is opening opportunity for people to expand, to get resources, to be blessed. But be committed. You are working from home. Be committed. If you took two hours to go do some errands, stay up late to finish your work. Be committed because you are a believer. And don't do much than you can take. We live in a world of more, more, more. You know, just do what you can take. I told my kids, okay, I'm okay with my job. I have peace. I'm not switching for now until God tells me, okay. So let's be committed in our work, in our, even in our secular work. Then ultimately, our spiritual growth. As we are rounding up the year, start reflecting. Where have I fallen short this year? God told you to fast once a month. Have you been faithful in that? Start making your list. Our spiritual growth, we need to be committed to it. Your Bible study, your Bible intake, as Pastor Hubie will call it. Our spiritual growth, sharing the good news. At the beginning, I encourage us to just be a dispenser of joy, a dispenser of good news. That's a subtle way of evangelism. Be committed in your spiritual growth. Because the more you talk about him, the more your faith grows. So I challenge all of us to be committed in our spiritual growth. And as we do that, we are, we are committed to God. Ultimately, our most commitment is to God. Amen. I want to quickly share the story of Ruth. Because if you think of a story of commitment in the Bible, that's a story that comes to mind. Ruth had no business following Naomi. Mother-in-law. Why are you following your mother-in-law? <laughs> but that tells me, and this is a side, just a side note for 
mother-in-law, because I know a lot of us are, a lot of us are in that space, and we are getting into that space. There must be something that Naomi did that made her daughter-in-law wants to stay with her, help her, support her. Christian mother-in-law, let your light shine. Be loving. Don't be the tormentor. Don't be the tormentor. I mean, yes, God has given you, you know, there's some things you can, maybe you observe, but say it in love, direct in love. You know, all of us, you know, when people, especially boy moms, the Christian heart just go, my son, my son. So, a side note for mother-in-laws, let's be, a, let's be a reflection of God. I believe Ruth saw a reflection of God in Naomi, and that's why she stayed with her. Let's quickly read the scriptures. Let's read the story. Ruth chapter 1, and we'll just close up in a few minutes. Ruth chapter 1. Thank you, Lord. We'll read from verse 6 to 18. Let's open our Bible. That's part of our devotion and commitment. Let's read it. Okay. Um, thank you, Lord. So, thank you, Lord. You know, this is, this story, anytime I read it, it just, I'm like, this, this girl, wow. So, Ruth 1, verse 6. Then Naomi heard in Moab that the Lord had, had blessed his people in Judah by giving them good crops again. So Naomi and her daughters-in-law got ready to leave Moab to return to her homeland. With her daughters-in-law, she set out from the place where she had been living. And they took the road that would lead them back to Judah. But on the way, Naomi said to her daughters-in-law, Go back to your mother's homes and may the Lord reward your kindness to me, your husband's. And to me, may the Lord bless you with the security of another marriage. I know for, we are familiar with the old story, you know, Naomi and her family went to Moab because there was trouble in, their, in Israel. And, um, you know, her husband died, her two sons died, so she's, she was left with these two daughter-in-laws. Then she kissed them and uh, them goodbye, and they all broke down and wept. No, they said, we want to go with you to your people. But Naomi replied, why should you go on with me? Can I still give birth to other sons who could grow up to be your husbands? No, my daughters, return to your parents' home, for I am too old to marry again. And even if it were possible and I were to get married tonight and bear sons, then what? Would you wait for them to grow up and refuse to marry someone else? No, of course not, my daughters. Things are far more bitter for me than for you because the Lord himself has raised his fist against me. See, that's vulnerability in some ways. Like she was really just being vulnerable with these ladies. And again, they wept together and Oprah, Oprah kissed her mother-in-law goodbye. But Ruth clung tightly to Naomi. I just see that like in a, in a, in a movie, like Ruth clung to Naomi, look, Naomi said to her, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her God, but you should, go, you should do the same. But Ruth replied, don't ask me to leave you and turn back. Wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you leave, I will leave. 
your people will be my people and your God will be my God. The object of Ruth's devotion to Naomi was our God. The God of Naomi. Ruth saw a woman who has gone through so much but still trusted our God, still worshipped our God. I'm sure the account cannot give us all the details. That was the object of our devotion to Naomi. There was nothing. Naomi gave the clear, you know, there's nothing. I have nothing to offer. But this Moabite, Moabite girl came from a, a place of idol, idol worshipping. I've tasted the God of Israel, the God of David, and said, my God will be your God. We need to be devoted to God in the good times and in the challenging times. So that when people see us, they say, I want to follow. I want to stay committed. There is reward in commitment. Number one reward is that commitment develops godly virtues in us. When you commit to a thing, I mean, there's, it, commitment is a sacrifice in a way. It demands time. It demands, demands when you look at the life of Ruth... She has to be the one to go work so that they can get food. Um, she had to just do things, but she was obedient to whatever Naomi told her. So commitment, even in marriage, when you stay committed, God will teach you patience, humility, endurance. Commitment develops godly virtue in us. And a lot of times, because God has a purpose, he has where he's taking you to, it will put you in situations that are not comfortable to prepare us, to, to refine us. But then we don't want to stay committed. Let God work in you. Let him finish his work in you so that you may be perfect, lacking nothing. Let's be committed. In that marriage, so long there's no you know, physical abuse, uh, you know, a major abuse that you... Is, is, is dangerous to your life. Be committed in prayer. Be committed. Second thing that commitment does is it, it brings fulfillment. Studies have shown that people who are committed to a cause, something out of themselves, something that is not about them, they have fulfillment. They may not have the biggest job, the best house, but they are joyful. It gives fulfillment. A lot of, that's why we see a lot of people who have fame, who have everything, and they are still empty. And you hear they, they, want to, you know, they want to give up. They want to end it. They get into very things that you, you, you cannot understand. Why someone that is so blessed? Because they are lacking. in New Jersey, Vince Lombardi. He says, the quality of a person's life is in direct proportion to their commitment to excellence. The quality of a person's life is, is in direct proportion to their commitment to excellence, regardless of their chosen field of endeavor. 
no matter, regardless of what God has called you to do, is it to clean the church? Is it to help in the parking lot? Is it worship? Things, seen, things unseen be committed. Your career as a teacher, as a nurse, be committed. He has given you one child. Be committed to that child. Don't be obsessed. I, 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 I want four. God, I gave you the list. Four, four, two boys, two girls. Be committed to that one. Because that one, if you raise her in the way of God, she will do mighty things for God's glory. Amen. It brings fulfillment. And the third thing, it brings reward. When we are committed, there is a reward. Hebrews 10.35 says, we should not throw away our confidence. Because there will be a great reward if we faint not. Ruth 4.16. You know, at the end of the day, both Naomi and Ruth were rewarded by God. Ruth 4 Verse 16 says, Naomi took the child. So after, you know, the old story, she got married to Boaz. They had a ch- she had a child. And people were even saying, God has blessed Naomi with a child. Naomi took the child in her arms and cared for him. The woman living there said, Naomi has a son. And they named him Obed. He was the father of Jesse, the father of David. See what God can do. He took a Moabite woman and brought her, made her the great-grandmother of David. The lineage of our Lord Jesus Christ. When you are committed, it will take you even from the back seat. And in his own timing, and you stay through the process... Ruth had to go to the threshing floor, do some, you know, some things the mother-in-law told her to do, like, doesn't really look good, but okay, I will do it. And God is amazing. She now became the great-grandmother of David. And we know our Lord Jesus came from that lineage, Judah. This is what God can do. Even what Boaz had to do to get her, it just shows God will move the hearts of men in your favor. When you are committed to him, he will move people to favor you. So, people of God, the Father is asking us to be committed. Committed to him. Second Chronicles 16.9 says, For the eyes of the Lord runs through the earth. To strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. This was the prophet talking to a king that God has helped. And he said, and now he's getting to a point. He feels, no, I don't really care. And he was reminding him that when you stay committed to God, he will show himself strong on your behalf. Let's be committed. Let's renew our commitment to God. Proverbs 16.3, commit to the Lord whatever you do and it will establish your plans. Whatever you do, your relationship, commit to God. The person you are considering to be, in, to be married to, commit to God. Don't let that be the season that you exit and you stop talking to your church aunties and your pastors. Let's seek godly counsel. 
Proverbs 37, 4 says, Take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Part of delighting in God is saying, no matter what, even when you've not answered, I love you. I love you. Lover of my soul, I love you. So this morning, I want us to, the call is for us to be committed to God. Let's renew our commitment to God. Our devotion to our King. The one who loves us with an everlasting love. He said his eyes is running all over to show himself strong on behalf of those who will, whose hearts are fully committed to him. I don't know where you are in life. Maybe you are at, the, you are at your peak moment. Stay committed. Use your voice. As we were worshiping, God says, I need people to testify of my goodness. Where God has brought me from. Let them know that it's not by my power, by my mind, but by the grace of God. He helped me. I am the one whose God has helped. A lot of us are stories that God wants to inspire people. That yes, we went through so much. One of our sisters who welcomed me to church this morning as I entered. I just thank God for your life, Emanuela. Today marks one year she lost her mom, but she came to the house of God. She did, not desire, she did not choose to wallow in pain. She just expressed her heart to me and her to Olga because I know she misses her mom. But she still came. She was already here before even I got here. Even when you've gone through loss and challenges, be committed. And I see that our life is, get, is, is just getting better and better. Tell of the goodness of God, even of the pain you've been through. I see many lives here that God has brought you through. And I thank God for your commitment. But let your voice, even in your peak moments, encourage other people. Don't just, oh, you know, it was like, I just clicked this, clicked that, and I got here. No. Let's let people know. I felt lonely. I felt sad. But I still pushed through. Can see, I thank God for your life. Your story is an inspiration. First person in your family to go through college. And you pushed through. You didn't just stop first degree. You pushed through. I know things happened. Along the way, you lost your brother. But you stood in faith to God and see where he has brought you today. There's so many stories sitting here today, even in our peak moment. Let's stay committed and bring other people up. But even in the low moments, be committed. The Lord has given us a word. He wants us to soar. And we will soar because God is faithful to his word. Wherever you are, even you feel, uh, I used to be so strong in ministry, but I, I just feel dry. Run to him. Let him refresh you. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, I will give you rest. Let's wait on him. Before we begin to soar, he wants us to wait. That's commitment. Wait. 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 That's what God is saying to us as we bow our heads this morning to pray. I don't know what it is that is trying to drain you, choke you. 
there's a spirit out there. It's a lying spirit. It's a demonic spirit. It's from the enemy. The lying spirit, begin to cast it out of your mind. Telling you, you cannot rise again. It's a lying spirit. Wait on the Lord. Let him renew your strength so that you can mount up with wings like eagle. And there's a reward. Ruth found a husband. God, God, I mean, a child. And even more, we are in a season. God wants to connect you to that life partner. The one that you both serve God together, but be committed. Don't just come to church to shop. Don't, you know, commitment. Even the business world knows about this. They have reward system, loyalty system. Macy's have friends and family. I'm like, really? Commitments are much more in the things of God. There are breakthroughs that God wants to bring to our life, but he wants us to be committed. But I help us to be committed tonight, this morning. Oh, Father, help us to be committed. There's a song. Please, choir, I would like you to help me with it. It's just saying, wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. Yes. I'm gonna wait on you. Yes. I've tasted your goodness. I've seen your promises. Wait on God. Yes, I'm gonna wait on you. I've tasted your goodness. Make that your prayer this morning. Don't give up. I trust in your promise. Wait on the Lord. I'm gonna wait on you. Yes, I will. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna wait on you. Hey. I've tasted your goodness. Trust. Trust, Trust in your promise. I'm gonna wait on you. I'm gonna I will wait. serve you. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna wait on you. I've tasted your goodness. If you are believing God for grace, pray this morning. And I love this part when it says, So wait on the Lord. Yes. Wait on the Lord. Ah, renew our strength, Daddy. He will renew. To help you, I'm not training the towel well this morning. Renew my strength for prayer, renew my strength for worship, renew my strength for serving. Hey, wait on the Lord. Hey, Lord, we need you. Wait on the Lord. I'm not giving up. He will renew your 
on you. We say yes to you. We will serve you. We will be committed to you. We will pray. We will intercede for people as you bring them to our our, our hearts. Yes. And most importantly this morning our devotion is to you and you alone. Our devotion is to you alone. You are our priority. Help us Lord to wait so that we can soar. Thank you, Lord. As we move forward, we declare we are committed to our God. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. Hallelujah.